0: The Final Four is set in the NBA. I'll preview and give you a prediction of the conference finals. LeBron has a new head coach, and it's the Houston Rockets championship window closed. It's win or lose. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Win or Lose. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Great week of sports. A lot of basketball we're going to talk about this week. The Final Four is set. The Western Conference Finals will be the Portland Trail Blazers against the Golden State Warriors. And in the Eastern Conference Finals, we got the Toronto Raptors against the Milwaukee Bucks. Let's start off talking about the Western Conference Finals. You got a team that I've kind of underestimated all season the Portland Trail Blazers. They got past the Denver Nuggets in just an exciting, fun, good-to-watch seven-game series. This was maybe one of the best series of the playoffs, going back and forth. Went to seven games, and I just think the veteran leadership of Portland finally took over. Denver kind of showed their inexperience when when they needed, needed it most. They had home court, but that wasn't good enough. Portland just seems to find a way to get it done. I picked against them in the first round. I picked against them this round. They're proving me wrong. C.J. McCollum was huge. He had 37 points. He took over the fourth quarter. Denver really had no answer. Nobody who could stop him. He looked good. You know, you got the bench that came in playing good ball for McCollins. Rodney Hood stepped up for him. This is a good team, you know. Damian Lillard had a bad game, but he showed up in the fourth quarter, made some big buckets, and he was able to get rid of this, you know, exciting young Denver team. They go on to take on Golden State. I mean, what can I say the way they, you know, pulled that one out against Houston on Friday night. No Kevin Durant. He's going to be out. It seems like he's going to miss the first two games of this series. might be longer. But they found a way to get it done in Houston. It just seemed like they were just toying around with the Rockets until they really had to, you know, okay, let's get it together and put these guys away. And that's exactly what they did. Steph Curry was amazing. He he had to remind a couple of people, you know, who he still is. Kind of people was talking like, oh, no, he doesn't show up in the playoffs. Or, you know, it's Durant's team, which, you know, Durant is the best player on the team. But like you said, this team, you know, this team, Durant was always a luxury to this team. They really didn't need them, but it was just good to have, you know, like leather seats in your car. I mean, you're still going to go wherever you want in your car, but it's good to have leather seats. That's what Durant was. We're still going to go to the championship, but with Durant, you know, it makes it guaranteed. So I don't, you know. I don't see it. I don't see how they lose this series with or without Durant. I just think, you know, with their experience, championship medal, I don't see the Portland Trailblazers ending that. I thought Houston was the best shot to upset Golden State in the Western Conference. They got them out of there in six games. I don't see what Portland can do to to kind of like push Golden State to where they actually have, you know, fear or actually like scared, oh, we're in trouble. I don't see if Portland, I don't think Portland can do that. I think the guards will give Golden State trouble, but I don't know. I Portland to me was kind of like, in the first round, they dealt with a team that had no discipline and no poise, and they took advantage of that. And in the second round, they dealt with a team who was inexperienced, ain't never been in the moment. And they took advantage of that. With Golden State, they have every, you know, every box checked. So they're not going to get away with those things that those other teams, I thought, let Portland get off the hook with. If Durant plays, I think it's a foregone conclusion, especially if he comes back to the way he was playing in the first round. I see this series going five, maybe six games. If Durant misses, you know, a couple of games, I'm going to say six. But if he's back within the first two games, i say Portland will get one game. Like I said, I've been wrong on the Trailblazers this, this far. So far, I wouldn't mind if I'm wrong this time, but I don't think I will be. Like I said, too much championship medal. I think Golden State will make Portland pay in those situations that – OKC and Denver didn't take advantage of. I think Lillard and McCollum are going to have to show up every game. They can't take no days off like Lillard did in the Denver series, where it was about three, about two or three games where he, you know, had bad games. I don't think he's going to be able to get away with that against Golden State. And uh, Steve Kerr just shows why he's, you know, one of the best coaches in the league. I think he has the edge over Terry Stotts, which I like Stotts. But like I said, with the experience of championships, I take Kerr in that matchup. Portland might have an advantage on the bench, but you can't just be, you know, whatever these Warriors do, I won't be surprised. They're also saying Boogie might come back this series. If that's the case, you know, this is a juggernaut all over again. I like the Golden State Warriors to win the Western Conference Finals in six games. And head to their 5th straight NBA Finals. 4-2 to two over the Portland Trailblazers. That's the way it's going to be. Until somebody beats them, they're going to keep running the league. I don't think Portland's the team that's going to do that. In the Eastern Conference, we got the Toronto Raptors against the Milwaukee Bucks. The two best teams in the East all year. This is going to be a good series. Milwaukee, it seems like... When they got upset in that first game against Boston, it made them mad, and that wasn't a competitive series. Again, they looked unbelievable. The bench coming in, the George Hills. Ila Sova played good ball. Brooke Lopez. This is a good team. They got Brogdon back now. Mike Budenhoser, this complete looks like a different team than it was the past two years. A lot of people thought that Boston series could either go seven or even the Celtics could even win that series. But they just completely dominated Boston. They made them look average at best. You know, Boston looked good with that sweep in the first round, but Milwaukee, you know, shut that down and made them look confused and kind of made them look like an average team. Boston really got to go and look over some things and reevaluate some things. And that's because this Bucks team is the real deal. They won 60 games, the only team to do that. They got an MVP candidate. The Greek Freak is playing as good as anybody, and he's got a good support and cast around him. This is going to be a tough team to beat. They got a home court. That might be the key in this series. Home court. With the Toronto Raptors, Kawhi Leonard is playing out of his mind. He's playing just as good as the Greek Freak. He hit an unbelievable game winner to end the Sixers series. And another series that was one of the best series in the playoffs to go along with that Portland-Denver series I'm just kind of worried about the Raptors, you know, role players. You know, in that game seven against the Sixers, it looked like everybody was scared to death to take a shot. I mean, Kawhi had to shoot 39 times. You don't want him doing that. You know, you don't want him doing that. He got to be on the pitch count. You don't want him shooting 40 times a game for us to win. But everybody else just looked terrified out there, other than Ibaka. He's got some playoff experience. He's been, you know, to a NBA finals. So he looked like he was ready for the moment. But the other guys, the Siakam, looked like he was nervous for the first time all season. You know what Kyle Larry does in the playoffs. He shrinks under pressure. He looked like he was scared to death out there. If he can get something from those role players, Toronto's gonna be tough to beat. They've been good all season. You know, don't give up on don't. Don't do this to Kawhi now. Got to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. He done led, y'all. Give him some help. Help him out. Your defense won that Game 7 against Philadelphia. You're going to have to be even better this series. With that being said, I think I'm going to take the Milwaukee Bucks to win this series in seven games. I got the Milwaukee Bucks winning the Eastern Conference Finals four games to three and heading to the NBA Finals. Should be a couple of good, great matchups in the championship series. I can't wait to check them out. The Houston Rockets, I don't know what to say. Y'all ain't got no more excuses. No more excuses from the Rockets. I don't want to hear them. And they better not bring them up. I mean, talk about having something right there, right in your face and just laying down and not going to get it. The Houston Rockets were eliminated again by the Golden State Warriors. (sighs) Kevin Durant was out. I mean, if you can't beat him without Durant, are you ever going to beat him? It's not like the Rockets are getting any younger. This was their best chance to get to a championship and to win a championship. I think their window of opportunity is pretty much over because of bad coaching, bad leadership, and bad decisions by the front office. But if you really sit back and think about it and kick your feet up, are we really surprised Houston didn't take advantage of this? Are we really shocked that they still found some way, even without Kevin Durant, to lose this series. I mean, Steph Curry didn't score a bucket in the first half. Durant's not even in the state. He's not even in Texas. He didn't even make the trip. And you tied up at halftime? You no, know, letting Klay Thompson kill you. You're making Looney look like an all-star. You know, Iguodala looked like it was 2008. Sean Livingston looked like it was 2006. I mean, you they just found a way to lose this. They can't blame nobody else but themselves. They can't blame the rest on this one. They can't blame injuries on this one. Look in the mirror and take the blame. You guys blew it. I don't know where the Rockets go from here. Chris Paul has aged right before our very eyes this season. Right before our very eyes, it's just like, oh, Chris Paul look old out now here now. Oh. And he just signed a four-year, $160 million contract at 34. Four years, $160 million for Chris Paul at this stage of his career. Not even at this stage. Before he was injury-prone and never got it done in the playoffs. But now as you look at him now, you still owe him three more years. He's 34. It looks like he's 39. You know, other than the game six where he showed up. I mean, thank you. Show up for one game out of six. Thank you, Chris Paul. But he's clearly on the decline. He's still a top 15 point guard. You know, at this stage of the game, he's still at least top 15. But he's clearly a role player right now. And you don't give a role player 40 million a year. Eric Gordon was a second best player. Like I said, when Chris Powell needed to be the second best player, I don't get it. Mike Dantoni, you know, same old song and dance with him. Great regular season, exciting. Oh, this team might be able to do something. In the playoffs, same old thing. I mean, I just D'Antoni is a regular season coach, and that's it. I'm sick of people making him seem like he's just this great coach he has a great style that was fun and you know brought that style to the league but now that we've seen it for years it doesn't win your championships i'm sorry he didn't win in phoenix he didn't win in new york he didn't win in la he's a great guy if you're going off of that but i don't want a great guy i want somebody who's gonna come here and win games and win a championship and he's proven he's been a coach for almost 15 years in the NBA. He hasn't got it done, even though he's had great teams with great records in the regular season. He found some way to choke and mess it up in the playoffs. You know? It just won't work. He ha- he makes no adjustments. He has no killer instinct about himself. You know? Durant is out. Should be a shark that smells blood. And it seemed like Houston was just going through the motions. Oh, you know, lack of is still jacking up the hundred threes when, you know, it's OK to go for a two point shot every now and then. It just makes no sense. You know, like I said, you know, bad general manager's decision. Clint Capella, 80 million. He was a no show in the second round. He didn't do absolutely nothing to justify him getting that much money. The Rockets are in trouble. The Rockets are in trouble. P.J. Tucker's going to be 35. Chris Paul's going to be 35 next year. Harden's making $200 million, So you really can't, you know, it's not a lot of flexibility you can do in the offseason unless you find a sucker that's going to take on Clint Capella's contract. And you know that's not going to happen. You know, nobody's going to trade for Chris Paul with, you know, all that money still left on his contract. So this is the team that's pretty much going to be the team moving forward with Houston and like I said they're getting older and not younger and you see a lot of young teams the Denver's and the Portland's and even the teams that didn't make the playoffs Sacramento Dallas is going to be better the LA Lakers are going to be better next year so I just I don't see where they where they go from here I mean I would maybe I mean like always is the liability is the head coach I don't know Sometimes a new voice, a new system with better ball movement, more team-oriented. Instead, of that iso ball all the time, looking for the ref to bail you out with a foul when you're flopping all over the floor, complaining to the refs. Like I said, Houston, you got what you deserved. All that whining to the refs, putting out reports on we got fouled all these times last season, you guys cost us the championship. You can't use that excuse. Durant got hurt cp3 karma for him he tried to punk steph curry off the court before game six but he came back and bit you in the ass when the game counted rockets you are out of excuses and pretty much out of championship contention in my opinion The Philadelphia 76ers were eliminated this weekend by the Toronto Raptors in a seven-game series. Uh, Just an unbelievable shot by Kawhi Leonard that bounced around the rim four times and eventually went in, eliminating the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, I don't know if this was a failed season or not for the Sixers. I mean, I kind of expected them to at least get to the Eastern Conference Finals. But it didn't work out that way. They had their chances in this series. I thought game four might have lost them this series. They had a chance to go up 3 1 and really put the nail in the coffin over the Raptors. And they didn't take advantage of it. Inexperience might have killed them. Just really no go to guy. Who are we going to in the fourth quarter to win games? I think that kind of hurt them in game four and game seven. You know, it just looked like that, you know, the last two minutes of both of those games, they really had no. You no know, clear cut. Who are we going to? This is our go to guy down the stretch. You know, Butler is it? Embiid is it? JJ Redick off screens. They just never got that taken care of. And I kind of think because they just really, you know, really wasn't together long enough. That's what I'm. That's going. That's going to be the excuse I'm going to give them. They really wasn't together long enough. They bought Butler in, you know, in the end of November, December. They bought Tobias Harris in at the trading deadline and they guys really, really didn't have enough time together to really build a good chemistry on what we want to do. So I'm gonna kind of give them that pass. But I mean, when you got, you know, a great starting five like the Sixers and and stars on all stars on that team, you gotta be able to finish games in the playoffs. So I wouldn't break up the process, but I would kind of like, you know switch twitch it a little bit you know let's add some ingredients and take some ingredients away I don't think you fire the head coach Brett Brown I mean I've been critical of him I like him like I said but I don't love him but I really am not gonna blame him for it you know this is only his second year being a head coach in the playoffs as well so it's still some things he needs to learn it was he was a little out coached down the stretch in some games this year it wasn't as bad as last year But he still, you know, still needs to make a couple of, you know, get a little thing, a little bit more experience. As far as coaching, I would go out if I was the Sixers, I would keep Brett Brown. I would go out and, you know, get him a good, overpay for a good assistant coach. Maybe that Ty Lue or Tom Thibodeau, somebody in there who can be another voice. His right-hand man with championship experience, great head coaching experience. I would either go out and get Thibodeau or i go out and get Ty Lue to be Brett Brown's number one assistant. And if he doesn't get it done next year in Philadelphia, then you let either, you know, Thibodeau or Ty Lue take over the head coaching position. That's what I would do if I was Philadelphia. I would also re-sign Jimmy Butler, bring Jimmy Butler back, give him a whole full training camp with Ben Simmons and Embiid. I think that's the big three right there. You go along with that group. Like I said, they're not that far away. You know, I feel like with a little bit more playing time together, they'll get to know each other's tendencies, and I see this team going either f- even far next year. But you bring back Jimmy Butler. You don't let him go. Tough as nails. Nobody plays harder. Nothing but heart. I love Jimmy Butler. I want him on my team. I want him still to kind of groom those young guys into the dog that he is. Bring back Jimmy Butler. Uh, ben Simmons got to get a jump shot. I mean, I mean, let's quit playing around. He needs to be in that gym jacking up 500 shots a day. You know, getting better on his game because it seemed like he made no improvement at all to me. I mean, to me, he came back the same player he was last year. Nothing changed with Ben Simmons. He's quit hanging around those Kardashians and get in the gym room, get that jumper 500 jump shots a day. We need some player development with Ben Simmons. If he comes back with a jump shot, sky's the limit for the 76ers. Uh, Joel, Joel Embiid needs to lose about 30 pounds. That's why I think he's always injured. He's got too much weight running up and down the court on those knees. I mean, just seeing him run up and down those the court, oh, my God. I mean, it's like hurry up and, you know, Kawhi hit that shot and get these guys into the offseason. I don't know how much more he could have took. But get him. To lose about 30 pounds, get into shape, you know, stay on the court. That's his biggest problem is staying on the court. He was, you know, probable or on the, you know, injury report every game of the playoffs. So you want to see him healthy. I like this group with Simmons, Embiid, and Butler. Tobias Harris, if he asks for a max deal, I mean, I would tell him to kick rocks, you know. Nice knowing you. You know, bye-bye, arrivederci, whatever. But I wouldn't give Tobias Harris a max deal. There's no way in hell i give Tobias Harris a max deal. If he wants a nice, friendly deal to help come back, then that's fine. But if he asking him for a max deal, no way. He can go. You can use that money to shore up the bench and get some more shooting around the big three. Sixers aren't that far off. Just make a couple of changes and they'll be back in this situation next year with a chance to move on. go out on a strong limb and say the Kyrie Irving era in Boston is pretty much over. I know it seems like it's pretty obvious now so I'm not really giving you guys shocking news but this is what Boston wanted. This is what Kyrie wanted. Now they both can't wait to file those divorce papers. Boston Celtics were eliminated in five games by the Milwaukee Bucks. And they just got beat down and punked, in my opinion. Kyrie Irving is a great player, but not a great leader. You know, you can have all the talent in the world, but sometimes you got to be born with that leadership quality. And I don't think he's that good at it. He kind of called out the young players all during the season. Kind of called out. Coach Brad Stevens, a little bit through the press conferences and everything. And Stevens just seems like he's the kind of guy that just goes with the flow. He doesn't like confrontation. But I could tell Kyrie's kind of getting on his nerves and it was kind of, you know, bringing the team down, the morality down of the team. So I know they can't wait for him to go. It seems like he can't wait to go. He just doesn't seem like a Boston guy to me anyway. He didn't want to go there. That's just where Cleveland traded him to. I think he's going to go to a bigger city. I don't think he wants to be in New York. They're saying L.A. I don't see that happening. I think he might go to New York or even go to, you know, Brooklyn. Boston has called me crazy. I think they'll be better with him gone. You see how they played with him last year when you got the young guys sharing the ball. That's what Stevens wants anyway, more team-oriented, move the ball, you know, play together, get the open jump shot. Kyrie wants the ball. Iso ball, we in trouble. I gotta bail us out. That's not what Stevens wants. I think it will be great for them to split up and go their separate ways. You'll see Kyrie better, he'll be even happier. Seemed like he was always moody. You'll see Boston with the young guys. If you keep Rozier, Tatum, Brown, you can finally let them grow together and we can kind of build on what they did two years ago getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. Kyrie. Did his attitude mess up the chemistry a little bit? But being the coach and the team leader, and, you know, you got to you gotta put that together. Boston had too much talent to be as bad as they was and disappointing as they was this season. This was a match made in hell. We thought it would be better. We thought they would be the favorites because they were bringing back Kyrie and Gordon Hayward. But it seemed like this team was worse than they was last year without them. Subtraction will help Boston and Kyrie getting a fresh new start will help him somewhere where he actually wants to be at that might be a big factor too you know you can have the best team in the world but if you ain't happy where you at or what's going on then that's gonna make a big difference on the court so Kyrie moving on getting a fresh start Boston building their young their nucleus around their young guys I think will help them out too this might be good for both parties involved The Los Angeles Lakers have hired a new head coach, and it's Frank Vogel, former head coach of the Indiana Pacers and the Orlando Magic. I don't like and I don't love the hire. It is what it is at this point with the Lakers. I don't know where they're going. I don't know what's the deal, but... Will LeBron respect Vogel? I think he likes him. I don't know if he thinks he's a great coach, but it is what it is. They did hire Jason Kidd as an assistant, if that you know makes any sense or makes you feel better. LeBron, he has a relationship with Kidd. I guess they played on a couple of like Olympic teams together. And, you know, he's a former player, a guy LeBron respects, so he's going to be the assistant to Vogel. Um, I don't know what to think about this. Why didn't you just hire Kidd as the coach and then make Vogel the assistant? But it's the Lakers. They got to do everything backwards. I mean, I don't care for neither one of them as far as a coach, you know, Vogel. You see how Orlando did, you know, basically the same thing he had last year. And they made the playoffs, you know, with Steve Clifford this year. And you obviously see a difference with Milwaukee with Jason Kidd being gone. So, I don't know. Kidd's... They say he's great as far as developing talent. So Lakers got some young talent he can take under his wing. They might respect him being a you know a Hall of Fame player and you know you know so he'll have some voice in the locker room, I guess. The Lakers have just you know been in disarray, and they had Ty Lue. They wanted to hire Ty Lue. I think that would have made LeBron a little bit more happy than this hiring, but they tried to lowball you know Ty Lue. You know, most head coaches, you know, coming to league get five-year deals, and they try, to, especially with a championship ring that Ty Lue has, they try to give him a three-year deal. You know, kind of line him up with LeBron. LeBron has three years left on his contract. We'll give Ty, you, Ty Lue a three-year deal, so you know they can both get out of here together. And Ty Lue, you know, which as he should, like I said, being a former Laker and you know he's won a championship as a player and a coach you would think out of respect that the lakers would you know wouldn't try to lowball him and and do him the way they did but they did and talu turned down the job so they had to go to like the sixth option frank vogel him and kid will come in and work together i think lebron you know will respect kid more than vogel that might be some issues right there too but just the way they did, you know, Ty Lue, I know that up LeBron the wrong way. And it, it rubbed Laker fans the wrong way as they were, you know, they protested over the weekend about how bad the organization is. You know, what are we doing here? What's the future? The Lakers, this has really been a bad franchise for like almost a decade now. We really, you know, because it's the Lakers, we, tri- we don't want to be honest about it, but They really haven't been that good. I mean, they haven't, you know, they haven't won a playoff game since 2012. I mean, you know, they made the playoffs since 2013. They were swept. You know, so, I mean, the Knicks have won a playoff game, a playoff series, you know, more recently than the Lakers have. But you know how the Knicks get a bad rep with their owner and everything. But the Lakers are in that same boat. Ownership with the Lakers is a complete joke right now. Let's be honest here. Let's be honest. These bus kids don't know what the hell they doing. And, you know, I know, you know, it's the new age where we got to be politically correct. But Jenny Bus don't know what the hell she's doing. Let's be honest. I know you can't call a woman now. and, hey, you can't say that. But we got to, you know, fair is fair. Call a spade a spade. You know, she doesn't know what the hell she's doing. She's getting, you know, hiring Kobe's agent to run the team. She's, you know, getting advice from Kurt Rambis, who hasn't done deadly squat as a coach or anything in the NBA, other than when he played with the Lakers in the '80s. She's over her head. It's just a complete joke in LA. They, like I said, they can't. They keep striking out on free agents. It's bad. You know, they got rid of her brother because he was the problem, but it seems like she's just as bad as he is. So it's like I don't know. And you know. Magic got out of there. But my thing is, and I heard I've never heard nobody say this, but do y'all think Magic was hired just to lure LeBron to LA? And then once we got LeBron, Magic, you can go back to your regular life, what you was doing. Let's overpay and get you in. Say you the players, you know, whatever, players of operations, whatever you are. Get you in here. Highlight at LeBron. Use that smile and that charm to get him to this horrible organization. Cause if if don't nobody knows the organization is bad, it's magic. Nobody's closer to LA than he is. He knows this is a horrible, a horrible franchise right now. You know? He loved him some gym bus. And he's probably doing that for him. He passed away. His kids have taken over. They don't know what the hell are they doing. Let me give him a hand. I'll come in here and say I got this title now as operations of players basketball, I'll get LeBron here, and at the end of the season, I'll leave and go back to my scheduled programming. That's exactly what I think happened. I mean, nobody else has said that. I think Genie Buss might have gave Magic some extra change just to come in here and play like he's you know involved with the Lakers, just to get LeBron here and then get the hell out of here. That's what I think. Because this, I mean, you got Kobe's, like I said, Kobe's agent being a general manager, You know, I I just don't get what the Lakers are doing. They're ruining LeBron's career. I mean, he's, you know, I don't know if he'll win again. This is a circus. I don't know what if Vogel's the answer. I don't know what the answer is with the Lakers, but it's kind of sad and it's kind of, you know, kind of bad watching. You know, it's kind of like when you, you know, you go to a movie and, you know, one of your favorite actors is just playing in a bad movie. You know, when Denzel was in virtuosity and when Tom Hanks played in the Lady Killers. You know, you're like, what the hell are you doing? You know, your favorite player. Why are you in this mess? That's what it kind of looks like with LeBron. I don't know if he'll ever win again. He's going to have to do some hell of a recruiting this summer to get some a free agent to want to come and be a part of this mess. I don't know what's going on with the Lakers, but they got a new head coach. His name is Frank Vogel jason key is the assistant so i might like kid better as a number two than he was when he was a number one you know but is he really number two but he's gonna be playing number one because it seems like the players might respect him more than vogel i don't know we'll see we'll see with the lakers i don't know where they're going neither do they Thanks for joining me this week. I'll holler back at y'all next week as the conference finals start and we'll find out where Zion will be playing next year with the draft lottery.